What is life? What is death? What am I doing here? Who am I without? I sat up in bed and I realized in that instant of sitting up in bed and breathing, I went, Ugh! like this breathing in there. I realized I hadn't been breathing the whole time that um, I would have been in this experience. And I made that sound so loudly, it woke Tony up. And he sat up and said, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I said, I don't know, but my life will never be the same again. It got bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter until it was filling in every direction and it was made up of lights and flames and white and just got closer and closer and then all of a sudden it hit me. But suddenly there was like this kind of like this portal just opened that there I could just sense that I have access to all the information in the universe. So I had like this very deep connection with my team, offered up this prayer and Within like two months, my entire life fell apart. So, <laughs> you know, spirit doesn't mess around. And <laughs> when you ask, it is always given. And then in that dream, I understood that I am, what I am is mirrored throughout the whole cosmos, that it's part of, I'm part of all of that. I am. Uh, literally part of everything in the cosmos and all of that is part of me. It can be seen by me through these, these mirrors. And so I felt like this web of life, you cannot unplug from it. You cannot get out of it. No matter what you do, you are in it and it is glorious. And all of that energy and potential and creativity and possibility is ours. And that we, all of the universe is reflected in our very being, in our very selves. And everything that we are is reflected throughout the whole universe, too. There is no separateness. There is no such thing as anything being separate. In 2020, what a ride. My life is a hundred thousand times better than I ever imagined it could be. Hello and welcome in to another episode of the Buddhist Biohacker. Doesn't that make you, I get all excited. That music makes me want to dance. 
Yeah, I mean, what an intro. That is absolutely phenomenal, Lisa. Fantastic job. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I, You know, my husband did the music and it it's just so good. So I've actually, <laughs> we have lots of requests. I know you guys have been requesting for a full song. So he's working on that. But uh, yeah, it just makes it ready. I'm ready and I'm ready to keep it real with you, Julie. <laughs> Oh man, yes. So uh, let's just dive right in. And I do want to say to whoever's listening, please, please, you know, contribute, share, ask questions, just dive in because that's why Lisa's doing what she's doing here um, to create community so that we can have these wisdom conversations. <laughs> these conversations about truth and what is real and what has authenticity and integrity for each and every one of us. So I would love those who are listening on the live and also people who watch later to feel free to ask questions. So the theme for today is ending the spiritual bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> which I it just has landed so powerfully and so heavily in my space and to create context let me speak about a few things that happened over have happened over the last few weeks specifically um but what i've also been seeing really i guess since the pandemic more kind of powerfully than before so what happened is a couple of weeks ago an email landed in my inbox from a spiritual teacher i don't know how you know, my address had been given, but anyway, this email landed. And the theme was that this teacher was going to be selling the most, in, in, in his words, the most advanced, highly evolved program, mentorship program for adapt adept seekers is the way I put it highly evolved seekers is the way I put it so it's really you know then there was a lot of sort of information around what that meant and you know I was kind of interested so I'm following just to see where it was going to go in terms of the price point and it was fifteen hundred dollars a month oh geez and it was fifteen hundred dollars times 25 so if you do the math and I think I'm right in saying that's close to or around about $40,000 per month that this spiritual teacher would be receiving. And it was very, you know, very kind of pushy in terms of the sales and the presentation of, of what this involved. But it didn't really involve, uh, involve very much other than one or two calls a week mm -hmm. for $1,500 a month. In that same time frame I received a message from a friend on Instagram who was saying that she had received a message about a program that I think was coming out it was a teacher based in the UK who was selling a program that was the equivalent of something seven thousand dollars for a couple of months then I also had you know when I was doing a counseling session with someone she was telling me that she was being sold a program that was going to run for something like four months and the price point was $12,000. And these are all spiritual, you know, spiritual sort of programs mm -hmm. is the way they're sold. And then someone else asked me about my opinion on a retreat that was going to be based in India and the promise was that you would gain enlightenment in a week. Oh and the, boy. <laughs> the, that's what I said. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> the cost of that was around $7,000. And now in the same vein, the same way, someone I work with who's based in the US, a guy who's who, you know, has been through his difficulties and so on and so forth, but he came to me after he had spent months working with a spiritual teacher, an enlightened master, who was charging between six and seven thousand dollars for a, a between four and five day program, and with similar promises. And this this man 
had essentially burned out his savings going to see this guru and was still as unhappy at the end of it as he was prior to signing up. So, so all of these things really have been kind of firing off these alarm bells because it, it really, what it speaks to is the vulnerability of people, especially with COVID. You know, if you've lost your job or you're in a, a relationship that's not going well, or there's concern about the future or, you know, whatever the story is, it's really easy to get feel vulnerable and get pulled into these promises, these, these high ticket promises that really are not going to help you very much other than maybe give you a, a buzzy feeling or make you feel high for a few days. But, you know, essentially what happens is after you come down off the high, you've got to deal with maybe a job that you hate, a difficult relationship, the kids screaming at home or whatever else is going on in your life. And I, you know, having said all of that, I don't want to diminish or dismiss the importance of, you know, obviously if you're working with a life coach or somebody who has integrity and somebody who's offering a service with um, an accessible price point, I'm not speaking about that at all because that has value. What I'm speaking about is these very highly charged promises, programs, events, and so on and so forth that are selling truth. And, and, and the point is, no authentic teacher or guru or master will sell. You can't sell truth because one has to awaken to the truth within his or her, her own being. And that's the truth of it, right? <laughs> And, you know, the right up front, if you go and visit a, an authentic master or a guru, they will tell you the secret of the universe in one sentence. Thou art that. Hmm. Thou art that. Or you are supreme consciousness itself. And they say that from the beginning. And then the work, the work is really working with seekers to help them see the psychological conditioning and the patterns and the resistances that have kind of built up over the years where it blocks the true seeing of who or who he or she is. So this is, I think this is a really meaty topic mm -hmm. of conversation, especially now. I'm seeing it popping up all over Instagram with these promises of programs and events and things being sold at high price points. And I felt like it was a really timely an important conversation to have in support of everything that you both you and I say, which is trust your own inner knowing, trust your own seeing, trust what feels right for you. No one can promise you enlightenment in a way. Well, and I'm so glad that you're bringing it up and it is so timely and it makes me think of, you know, why I ended up seeing His Holiness the Dalai Lama. And, you know, there there certainly were some mystical reasons why, but there were there were some spiritual teachers that I really wanted to go see and be a part of. And it was thousands and thousands of dollars, just like you're saying, it was completely unattainable. And you know, the Dalai Lama, first off, they have financial transparency. So they always tell you what they're spending their money on from every event that they do. But it's it was like 50 bucks to go see him for a talk. And yeah. even the Kala Chakra was 12 days and it was $500. And so it, it's an amazing thing, like what can be charged and, and what the value really is. Because the value, you know... There is no price to the experiences I had with His Holiness, but it certainly was a reachable, attainable thing. Yes, which which is really the bottom line with an authentic teacher or guru or master. And 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 you know what happens as well is there's this belief in the West that the higher the price point, the better the product. And of course, we know that with respect to cars or homes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the same belief is applied to and used, right? Um, and applied to spiritual teachings as a way of hooking people in mm -hmm. to make them think that you're going to get the highest of the highest of the highest of the high if you spend, for example, 
$1,500 a month on being mentored. And the truth is simplicity itself. It's contained in those three words, thou art that. Mm-hmm. Right? And the thing is, is that, <laughs> the important thing is, is that wherever you are in your life, whatever difficulty is showing up, whether it's, you know, relationship work related or frustrations around, you know, not getting the job or getting the, the, the promotion you wanted, whatever that looks like, that is your entry point. That is always the entry point with respect to looking at, you know, psychological, emotional conditioning and all of that. And that is your work to do. And n- no one can come you know, and kind of wave a magic wand over your head and, and, and take those challenges away. That is your work to do. And at the heart of that is your own realization or your own seeing. That's the truth of it. <laughs> you know, and as difficult as that is, and you and I both know what that looks like because we've had to knuckle down and really do very difficult self-inquiry work around you know, the ways we've denied ourselves or the way we've sabotaged our own seeing or the way we've dismissed our intuitions around making, you know, making a decision or, you know, choosing a certain path or direction. Mm-hmm. And I know it's true for many people, you know, and again, I've cancelled, I don't know how many, how many people over the last 10 or 15 years who have spent time in spiritual communities. In the beginning, often it's just wonderful. And then what happens is they feel like they're just spinning their wheels and there's no real growth, but they're afraid to step out, step away because of fear of either not being able to go back or what will happen if, you know, and all of those things are about control. And there's a sort of cultish element sometimes as well in that. But, 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 you know, in those kinds of cases, again, it's about people giving up their or conceding their own intuitive knowing and their own seeing in favor of someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's, it's, kind of, it's abuse. It's, it's abuse. There's no other mm-hmm. way of putting it. And certainly what I'm seeing online with respect to these high price points is, is, is financial abuse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it for sure is. And I it it makes me think even of the story of Buddha. Like he had all that wealth and he spent all the money and he explored all this stuff. And that's not where his enlightenment came from. That's not when he had his moment of realization. It came when all of that had been expended. And it makes me think of the many, many people, and we all know who they are, who have done all of that expensive stuff. They've gone on all the stuff, they spent all the money, and they're still spinning and they're still in their ego and all of those things so it does it it makes me think julie of that show we did like a year ago i mean it was like i think it was the second or third show we ever did together about darshan yes and i think like you can get more from printing a picture of a teacher and putting it on your wall than you're gonna get spending thousands of dollars to try to reach something yes yes Look, and the thing is, is if a, if a guru or a teacher is authentic, he or she won't be charging those ridiculous price points. They will be offering accessible prices and concessions and, you know, what, what, whatever way they can to help people because mm-hmm. they understand the difficulties of the world very well. Mm-hmm. Now, another anecdote I want to share is that, you know, one of the the same guy actually that was um, promoting a mentorship program for $1,500 a couple of years ago was asking his followers to, to identify what he called high ticket or high earning people that he could invite onto a, a really expensive, exclusive retreat to, you know, offer the highest teachings. And it's always about, you know, every retreat, then there's a, the, the next one is like, oh, the highest ever teachings or even the even higher teachings or it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? yes so, so it's like the goalposts are always being moved the whole time they really are and and mm-hmm. and again you know truth authenticity the self source itself is here it's not this kind of sequential 
program, which which actually is really attractive to the egoic mind. The ego loves to feel special, loves to feel different, loves to feel like, you know, I'm going on this exclusive retreat and there's only going to be like 15 of us or something and we're going to sit at the foot of a mountain. <laughs> and it's just... It's this, uh, you know, fantasy again of wanting to escape one's life, find nirvana by paying this very high price point and coming away from it with not very much of anything. And I and I really find it nauseating and I'm seeing more and more and more of it, you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, because I guess there's success around it, right? Because people are feeling vulnerable and they're looking for something else and they're trying to make sense of what's happening in the world and when there's uncertainty then you know these kinds of things um just start to manifest left right and center mm-hmm. and the truth is you are already it you know just be with yourself connect in listen to what you got your own guidance is saying to you have the courage to follow that and act on that. And I know every single thing that you're about, Lisa, is about that. Everything I'm about is about that. <laughs> and it's about, you know, working with people and helping them see where they're contracting or constraining or turning away from their own higher know- higher, highest knowing or their own seeing. Mm-hmm. It's always about that. It's not, you know, promising some kind of escape root. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think there's an aspect of being direct to it. You know, along these lines, what's <clears throat> what I've noticed. So I agree. I think absolutely. There's, there's definitely this element of, Ooh, everybody's interested in awakening. So we're going to go market this and we're going to make a bunch of money off of all these spiritual people. So there's that going on. But I've also noticed like there's a lot of spiritual teachers and some I really love that I followed for years that I'm just noticing there's like a sidestepping of what's happening too that's happening. So it's like it's like they're going on as though nothing's changed. Right. There's like these two parallels of like we're either ignoring it completely and going on as though um, I just saw this whole course come out um, that was, you know, about. It was, it was about like learning, you know, cards and things like that, but it was very, it, it was just sidestepping like what's happening on our planet right now, I felt. And it was also a lot of money. So it was kind of ignoring like what's happening with all of us right now, you know, in the economy. Um, and then there's the overcharging. And it's really interesting to see right now how many spiritual teachers in in the community and across the globe who are actually directly addressing what everyone is feeling and going through and being accessible to support as many people as possible. And I think you and I both know, like part of why Julie, you and I are here on YouTube is because we know we can reach people this way. Yes. You know, there, there's values important. So that's like a whole other show and topic, but it's also like, how are you supporting humanity? And it's just mind blowing to me how many are either ignoring it or taking advantage of it versus just dealing with it. Yes. Yes. And, and, and including everyone wherever they're at. Right. Mm -hmm. I know. I mean, and I talked about this before, you know, I'll often do exchanges with people. You know, I, I had a fantastic photo shoot with my lovely friend Sabrina a couple of weeks ago and, you know, we did an exchange um, so that she could do a course and sessions and stuff like that. And I'm really all for that. I just really love it. And I do the same with my friend Julie, who's a fantastic chef, and we do exchanges. And I really love that. You know, I really do. And and I think it's important because, you know, obviously a lot of people are going through very difficult times right now, especially if you've got, you know, a single mom with kids and she's lost her job. Or, you know, the dad's the main breadwinner and he's on reduced hours or whatever's going on, right? Mm-hmm. There's still a need for people to have spiritual and emotional support through what is being offered. And to, you know, cut people off by saying that, you know, a teacher is just looking for high-end individuals and people that can afford to go on fancy retreats. It's just, it's just nauseating. It really mm-hmm. is. 
because the truth is accessible for anybody. A, a pauper living on the street, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's available for everyone, wherever he or she is. And, you know, this is why I, I really love this platform too, because, you know, there's a massive mm-hmm. amount of content here that people can access for free. Yes. Engage, they can ask questions. I mean, this is what you and I are always about, you know, engaging, asking questions. You know, I always say on my little um, YouTube channel, leave a comment or ask a question. This is how you can reach me. You know, I'm available. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and <laughs> while I'm doing all this spiritual work and working with clients and some groups and so on, you know, I'm still, it's not like this is my main, you know, income. I work my butt off as a high school, you know, high school teacher and do that all day, every day. And essentially I'm doing the same work with students that I do, you know, with adults. It's really about creating a safe space and inviting them. Okay. What feels right for you? You know, in terms of color choices and lines and, you know, shapes and patterns and forms and having informed conversations and opening up the space, you know, and they ask questions about, you know, leaving their bodies or chakras or whatever's happening with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so it, it's really important just to keep things real and authentic. And, and also, you know, what I hear a lot is people beating themselves up because they can't afford to go on a fantastic retreat to, to Bali or wherever, Costa Rica, whatever the place is. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and feeling less than because of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just, I do. It's just terrible. I do. And I've been there. I've been there where I really wanted to go see this particular Indian guru person and I couldn't go. And I felt pressured like about it. Like it was really uncomfortable. I had a couple other people who were participating and I just simply couldn't do it. And it does. It makes you feel bad about yourself. And and like you said, I mean, it goes back. My initial call to action that I received was to create a resource of light. And I know it's for this reason. Like, you know, we have over 400 video presentations on this channel alone that you can find that are free. And there's a reason for that. Like, I want you to be able to I wanted to get all of us and what we can do and all these incredible teachers so that we have a spot to be, to awaken and to share and to connect. And, um, you know, it's, it's about being available in all different levels so that, you know, you can find the information and find the the teachings and, and find what you need. And even if that's a book, you know, go to a bookstore, go to a used bookstore, find a book. I mean, there's lots of options that don't involve. And, you know, Michelle and I were just talking about this on our show this morning, Julie, which is this shaming of like, if you're not doing this particular thing. And I see Carrie, you've written here. She said, she said that the BS she's done with is scare tactics, last chance, don't wait, this is the end. But then she says, including spiritual ads that indicate we are not whole people unless we have a certain brand of enlightenment. And that is that's that's just bullshit yeah and I, it just yeah. you know like you said i mean through books you know and that was really why i was prompted to write the first book i wrote an awakened life a journey of transformation i cannot tell you the emails i've received from people who've read the book who got shaktipat from it they awaken yeah. and also um through the one-on-one counseling sessions i cannot tell you same with you i'm sure the number of people that have had awakening experiences via the work we've done in, in, in just one session, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I, you know, I say to, Oh, you know, I need you to sign up for, t- you know, 20 sessions. I'm absolutely thrilled. Nothing thrills me more than working with a person for what, just one session. And he or she has this massive awakening and breakthrough and so on. And I never see them again, mm-hmm. you know, because it's about empowering people and helping people and supporting them realize who they already are and looking and, and, and seeing their own sort of um, self-created limitations or obstacles to that seeing. Mm-hmm. So all of this kind of, you know, great long protracted, you know, programs, some, some six months or a year or two years or three years or whatever that with these massive, massive price points, is just ridiculous. And, um, you know, and I don't know, I haven't actually seen anybody talking about it, 
you know, speaking up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than you and I right now. Um, I, and maybe people are just kind of blind to it or they just blow it off and they're not interested in it. But um, I, I felt a call to speak about it because I know people that have gone into debt to 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 go to programs you know and obviously i'm not speaking about like yoga programs for a week or you know with affordable price points that are like retreats and that just help you kind of strengthen your meditation or your yoga practice that's very different mm -hmm. i think about these these crazy offerings that are just uh, just ridiculous you know i was scratching my head with the one on the i keep going about the 1500 dollars one but i'm thinking cheaper you know, by the time you paid your mortgage or your rent and all your utilities, your car, your food and everything else, right, and leisure money or whatever, I don't know that many people that have got that amount of money left over. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I agree. I, I mean, that's uh, there's some crazy high stuff out there. And, and that's the $1,500 a month you're talking about is, is high. And I saw one that was like $1,350. A month and they required you to sign up for 12 months and it was also you know some kind of program yes. and i think you know that anyone who has and this is the trick because anyone who has that kind of money i mean they're they're i'm sure they're searching for something you know um but those of us who are are really looking for something to come up with that is just impossible especially with so many people losing their jobs and 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 all of those things i just think the more accessible we can be the better and still still you know for us to be able to live right <laughs> but but it's you know the dalai lama had 30,000 people at every single talk and i think some of these other teachers maybe had you know a third or a fourth of that for that higher price point and i think it goes back to your intention. And I think his holiness's intention is to reach as many people as he could to plant this seed of compassion. And I think you and I, and, and many of us in the community are in the same boat where it's like, we just want to help everyone and we can't help everyone, you know, by charging these exorbitant prices. It's just, it's not realistic and it's not necessary. And Claire's sharing, Having recently reawakened and becoming more certain about my path, I'm guilty of taking several classes. I feel the need to have some knowledge and confidence to support my path and my own offerings. That being said, I'm doing trades and taking affordable classes and not spending beyond my means. So, Yes, which, which is absolutely perfectly fine, you mm -hmm. know, which is what I said earlier. I'm not speaking about you know events or programs that really help develop skills or you know maybe a meditation program whatever that looks like that that feels important to anybody you know that the, the main thing is is there's an accessible and fair price point that, mm -hmm. that, that's, that is affordable <clears throat> for someone without them feeling like they're breaking the bank or having mm -hmm. to give up eating you know, yes or something <laughs> to be able to to be able to take a class you, you know and it, it i just i don't know i just it's almost it, it was always my, almost like i was getting these emails every other day or something <laughs> they said okay i get the message i have to speak about this <laughs> yes well and it makes me think of that story i think it's worth sharing um you know if if it's out of your price range and and you're beating yourself up trying to do it you know, if you're meant to be there, the universe usually finds a way to get you what you need. And so that's sort of my filter. Like if I can't afford it, I have to step back and say, maybe this isn't, if, if things aren't aligning for me to do it. And it reminds me, you told this story. I think it was one of your clients who did have something happen so she could go do something. Yeah. Well, that, that was, it was actually my story. You know, oh, okay. That's what I, it was. Yeah, well, that's right. I'm like, I knew you told a story. <laughs> yeah, it was a great. It's a great story because this really speaks to what you were just saying. So, this was I forget in the nineties, the early nineties or mid nineties. There was a month long, a whole month long yoga and meditation program that, as soon as I saw it and heard about it, I just knew I wanted to be there. I forget the exact price point, but it wasn't too bad for a whole month, you know, including mm -hmm. your food and lodgings and all of that. It was only about, this is in the 90s, mind you, it was about $1,200 or $1,400. Mm -hmm. 
for a whole month. But you know, it meant I also had to come up with the uh, the flight money and mm -hmm. to hire a car to get me to where I needed to be and all of that. So, and also. <laughs> Uh, Tony and I had already planned to go to the UK for part of the summer, right? So there was a hefty cost with respect to that because flying to the UK from the Bahamas is very expensive. So it's like, holy moly, how am I going to do that? I just didn't know, but I knew, I, you know, it was calling to me. So I made the reservations. So in those days, you could make flight reservations. You didn't have to pay up front like you do now. Yeah. So I made ice reservations. I booked to go to the retreat and literally... Just a few weeks before, you know, we would have had to have gone, gone I, there was nothing happening. And then I got a call to ask if Tony and I would be available as extras for a movie that was being filmed here on the island. And that it'd probably just be for a day. So he said yes. And it turned out it, the shoot was three and a half weeks because we were being filmed on a boat and the weather just wasn't cooperating and then there was an accident with another speedboat and so on so anyway this one day shoot lasted for three and a half weeks and you know when we got so and and also because they feed you so well on these film sets i mean fantastic food so we didn't have to pay for groceries or anything we were there from early in the morning to like five or six in the evening or something and we were just well fed <laughs> So anyway, when when we got that when we were paid, it literally covered both of us to do the retreat, to pay for our airfare, and there was something like thirty dollars left over. Wow! And then Tony said, "Oh, that's our departure tax because we used to have to pay departure tax to leave the Bahamas, which is like fifteen bucks each or something like that." So, and you know that kind of thing has happened several times in, in in my experience when i've felt a call to do something and i've thought oh you know i don't know where the money's coming from it just somehow left and um and it happens <laughs> I, my story is the dalai lama and i probably talk about him too much but maybe never too much but uh going to washington dc you know it was 12 days <laughs> so um, I had to travel. It was 12 days and it was, I think it was like $500 for all 12 days. I mean, it was, it was really reasonable, but for me, you know, at the time it was like, how am I going to do that and pay for a hotel? And, um, I ended up signing up to volunteer, which is something I'd never done. I mean, I would volunteered in high school for things, but nothing like as an adult. And I was like, I'm going to volunteer. Like I'm going to, I can work, I can help. And, um, when I, so I signed up and, and they said, you know, you'll get a few days tickets or something, you know, it help offset the cost. So when I got there, the, I had to come early. It was like, uh, two days early um, to set up the volunteer stuff. And when I got there, they were telling everyone their assignments. And I'll never forget this because this was so incredible. When I got, and it was very stressful because I really, Julie, I never really had this exposure to like a different culture. And it was all Tibetans and they're all talking in these different languages and all these different people from all over the world like managing this. And it was very erratic and stressful. And I finally got to my like group leader and they gave me my assignment. And he said, you know, you're going to work for TIPA, which is the Tibetan Institute for Performing Arts. You're going to sell tickets for the show. And I was like, OK. And they said it's every day. And they said, so we're going to give you the whole teaching for free. And they handed me all the tickets right then. They said, here's all 12 days. And then they said, this is like the most amazing part. I was like sitting there freaking out because I thought I was going to have to pay a couple hundred dollars. And they were like, here's the whole time is free because you're going to work the whole time. You said you could. And then they said, by the way, Tipa is managed by the Tibetan people. So they will close when his holiness teaches. You will not be staying open during that time. And there were many, many booths that were the whole time working. So it was like. I not only was I gifted the whole thing, but they closed down for the teachings and I got to go sit in my seat with him teaching the whole time. It was like the most amazing gift for taking the risk to go. Yes. Even though I didn't know how to pay for it. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's the truth of it. It it really is. I mean, it that's the gift of it. You know, and 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 what a beautiful um way to kind of 
offer back to you the opportunity to be able to be there you know yeah. in an affordable way and this is what i was saying about an authentic teacher always finds ways to create opportunities for people so that they can meet the price point and i think too it is important to have an exchange to have some kind of especially in the west a monetary value otherwise you know how it goes people just don't place value on it and then they don't take it so seriously mm -hmm. um so it's important to have an exchange but my thing is you know just make it accessible for people mm -hmm. and don't sp spin this bs you know that, that the higher the price point the higher the spiritual teaching Oh, I'm so over that. We're, I was just talking earlier about the 5D, 3D. I'm like, I it all go all paths. What is that saying? All roads lead to the lead same. To yeah, yes, yes, that. <laughs> yeah, all pa all paths up the mountain lead to the peak or whatever or the highest. Yes. <laughs> you know, and 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 look, with respect to what you sh shared about that Aboriginal energy that's opening up that you know everything you said is an absolute testimony to what we've been saying in this in in this live stream that source itself finds a way to get your attention to awaken you to speak to you to point you in the right direction you know whatever is needed in any given moment it's not that you need an intermediary to do that you know i mean sometimes Obviously, the energies that kind of speed it up, or there's a an awakening can take place if you're in the company of a, of an enlightened master or a great being or whatever. You can, but you can also get it through a book. Yeah. But you know, um, what you've evidenced in what you've shared it says it all, and I think it would be a fantastic opportunity to speak about that right now if you want to find out. Yeah. So, it's just so amazing, and and you know. One thing I want to say about this whole Aboriginal experience, because it really is a great lesson for myself and for everyone. When Source finds a way to show you something, if you're willing to open it up, it just keeps opening. It's yeah. like it doesn't stop. And and I that's one thing about me. When it opens, I know and I go after it. But like if you deny it or you ignore it, you might miss the opportunity. And this is a great, great. Uh, example of that because when you told me whatever that was five years ago longer seven years ago <clears throat> that I had a past life in Cooper PD Australia I looked it up I looked at the pictures but I didn't really do anything with it and so when it came up with this opal last week and for those of you who want to know the whole story you can go into Ajatakash or you can go to my vlog here on the YouTube but when that happened, it was like this time I was like, I'm opening this up. I'm sleeping with this stone. I'm looking at this stuff. And what landed with me was to paint this painting. So I did. I painted this painting back here. Just, I was gonna, just, I just, gonna, just put yeah. this up to the screen so we can see it. Yeah, so I painted this painting. Let me see if I can get this right. And I will admit, I have a fascination with Aboriginal paintings and I've painted one in the past, but only one. So this was like the first one ever. And it was really interesting too, I have to say, cause I had pulled up a picture of the breakaways, um, which is where I think I was from. And the colors, this mud color was like all over the breakaways. And that's after I painted this. It wasn't like I saw the picture and then did it. Like I painted this painting and then I was researching. But my husband was asking me about this blob. He's like, what the heck is that thing? And I was like, I don't know, I have no idea. And the other thing I wanna share that I didn't share with you off air, Julia, is I kept hearing the fire trees, something about the fire trees. So there's more to this story that, um, and these definitely felt like the heart, like my broken heart and rehealing my heart. So anyways, so, what I did was I ordered a book. I was like literally just Googling an Aboriginal history is really hard to find. I cannot find anything. They don't share anything. It's very secretive. So anyway, I ordered this book called The People in Between. And I knew nothing about this book. I just knew I had to have it. Like I saw the photo and I was like, I'm ordering this. You know, it's like $12 or something. 
So I open up this book, you guys, and it's just so profound. I open up the book and first off, it's all about Aboriginal art, but like, look at these. Like these are literally just like that little blob I, I painted and it, it's, I don't even know what it's about, but it says it was here and it actually says that these are all designed at this craft school. And um, the other thing that's really amazing is it has this picture and I almost fell off my chair yesterday. I was like, holy cow, because for everybody out there, I've been drawing these pictures since junior high. I mean, I had this weird obsession. In fact, I did one last year and my, my little eight-year-old said to me, what is that? I want to I color that. And she wanted to color it. So that's even more amazing. But I, I draw all these weird, exactly this. So it's amazing. Like, I, and I know, I know that this is going to open up so much more energy for me as I read it. Like, I just know it's going to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> yes, you know, which which again is a testimony. Source will find a way to awaken you at the right time and to reawaken you or kick you into action or whatever. You know? Yes. <laughs> bring, you, bring you to the right people or put a book in on you know in your face. Um and really activate whatever needs to be activating so that you can then share that and you know expand in the fullness of that. And, you know, remember, it's because it's all about remembering who you are and remembering why you're here and remembering what your call to action is. And, you know, what does that look like specific to you? You know, wherever you're living and whatever's happening in your life. And and it's it's always profound for everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's so fun. I mean, it's like a it's like a scavenger hunt in your own psyche and your own soul and your own energy and, and it's just it's so fun like when something calls to you and I've had more magical things happen since this happened like you know what it did Julie this experience reminded me of how magical and synchronistic and exciting and fun it can be to go like on a spiritual scavenger hunt instead of it always being like because we talk a lot about shadow work and those things, and those are important. But I also think there's something so magical about who we are and where we come from and what's yes. part of us. Yes, and just noticing what's around us. You know, I still have on my little altar space this um, this massive leaf. Oh. It actually reminds me of the Aboriginal style um, paintings and so on, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that literally landed. Um, on my doorstep and then the other thing that I have let me just let me just grab it now is these angel wings mm. you know it's like a, a husk um, from a, a coconut husk but you know it just reminds me of angel wings and so wow. and they and and that landed when I had been thinking about angels and remembering dreams with angels and messages from angels and and that landed <laughs> literally at my feet and my friend judy said hey jules look have you seen the the angels have come to visit you they're right there so then we lay down on the tennis court this was in i think back in august we lay down the tennis court doing aerobics and you know trying to sort of get fit and all of that during the lockdown and then we're just like holy moly it was like the whole sky was filled with angel clouds you know and they were so well defined and so big and so beautiful and i just really took that as a message because um you know you and i were uh, as well doing a lot of work with the retreats and you know all the other stuff that was going on and doing the live streams and and it was just i just felt like i was give, being given these bl blessings <laughs> and initiations from this, these angelic beings. And you know, mm -hmm. all of that shows up all the time if you have the eyes to see. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, they're always there. Those signs are always there. And we don't need to be paying someone <laughs> <laughs> back to $1,500 a month to wake up to that, right? Yep, $12, $12 <laughs> for this book. <laughs> 
And yeah, it's like, if you just listen and, and you connect and I, I would say anyone who knows me knows I definitely listen and take action. However, this whole experience with the Aboriginal energy really like clicked something in me different than it has in the past. And it did really, I feel like even when I thought it was over, like the, the wave of energy. And then I got this book yesterday and I'm like, my God, like there's more. And I think there's going to be even more. And um, it's just really incredible. It's like such a gift, you know, when you allow things to open you up. And that's where I don't care. You could pay somebody $30,000, but it doesn't mean that they're going to put something in front of you that source can put in front of you. No. Like, you know, and, and really sources you, you're putting something in front of you. So it's, it's asking yourself, like, what am I going to put in front of me? What am I going to invite myself to see today? Yes. Like that's what it's all about. And it's really fun. Like, I think we should even play a game with everybody here. Like I want you to put it out there, like see what you're being invited to see. And then let's share with each other because I think it's really fun to like, see what pops up when we follow our instincts. Yes, definitely. You know, and the other, the, that would be great. And the other thing to do, I think, is to do a little bit of sort of self-inquiry around what is, even if you had the money to pay to go on a really expensive retreat or, you know, pay for this mentorship program, what is it that you're looking for that you don't already have? Mm. What do you think he or she can give you that you don't already have? Because, you know, what we claim the world isn't giving us is really what we're not giving ourselves. And, and that's the truth of it. So, mm. you know, that is a fantastic inquiry. What am I looking for from this, from this guru or this master or this retreat or this program that I can't afford? <laughs> <You know? laughs> what is it I want from it? What, what has he got or she got that I don't have? <laughs> yeah well it reminds all the work you teach like it reminds me of what you teach too like what we see in them is what's in us so if we're looking for that it's really right here yes yes because <sighs> all the things that you think are so amazing about this teacher uh, uh, it's in you otherwise you wouldn't see that right mm -hmm. you wouldn't see it um so it's really it, it's an incredibly valuable um exercise to look at you know the things that you think that this person has that you don't currently have <laughs> mm -hmm. and, well, and then look at ways to give those things to yourself right now yeah when it reminds me of i i kept thinking i want to go to india i want to go to dharamsala i want to go because you kind of get caught up i mean it's no different. No matter how amazing the Dalai Lama is, it's no different. The community you get caught up. Well, I've been to Dharamsala and I've been to Bodh Gaya and I've done this and I've gone here and I've had this initiation. I mean, it all, trust me, it all goes that direction too. Don't worry. Yes. But I remember when I lived in Boulder and I was really wanting to go to Dharamsala and I thought I'm never going to get to India. I'm never going to get to Dharamsala. And I did this meditation and I heard his holiness say to me, Dharamsala is in your heart. And that yes. is the only place you need to go. Yes. And that's the absolute truth. Absolute truth. And, you know, I've had, I'm sure you have as well. I've had lucid dreams where I consistently, many, many, many times where I'm in, in, in India um, with uh, Father B. Griffiths, who I absolutely adore and love. I met him in a lucid dream. I'd never heard of him before. It was only after the dream that I discovered who he was. Or I'm with Nityananda, or I'm with Swami Ramturth, or I'm with, you know, these great beings. I'm right there in India. And, and it's true that, that India is within me. All the temples are within my own being because I am supreme consciousness itself. I'm all of life itself. And, you know, and it's true for everybody. And this is why when we sit and meditate or contemplate, it, and, you know, it could be anywhere. It might be going up into the Rockies or something or going skiing if you want to go skiing. And the reason that you can imagine yourself and feel yourself there and feel the wind rushing, you know, past you and all of that is because <laughs> you are supreme consciousness, consciousness itself as the snow as the environment, as the surroundings, as all of nature itself. And, you know, it's about remembering that. 
and not feeling that you know you're missing out if you can't go to India or you can't go you know wherever else you can invite that into your being you can invite that experience into your dreams you can invite that experience into your imagination and into your longing for union with the truth mm -hmm. well and what a great time to learn this because we can't really travel anywhere i mean we can't really go anywhere and I think what I'll do is I'm learning how to work all these YouTube cards, you guys. So you got to be patient with me. But I'll try to figure out how to link this to the Darshan oh, yes. conversation we had. Because I think that really aligns with what we're talking about, too. And, and you know, how to invite this into your life. Because we can't just hop on a plane and go somewhere right now. It's not easy. So you don't have to. And I think that's how you know when it's, an authentic teacher is if they're telling you, you don't have to do all this stuff in the midst of everything. Like, it, I think what's bugging me is the acknowledgement of what is happening. Like, there, let's acknowledge that things are happening and not pretend like there's, you know, people are still traveling and they have endless money and everybody. I mean, let's let's get real. Just like, I mean, the show, you know, keeping it real, that's exactly what it is. It's like, we're all like, who's going to Costa Rica right now? Not many people. Yes. Or going anywhere. I mean, yeah. I, I was thinking, gosh, in the summer, it'll be two years since I've seen my family in the UK because we haven't been able to travel. And, uh, and that's the reality. But it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that I don't connect with them. It doesn't mean that I don't dream about them or think about them or you know, can connect with them in a very intimate, intimate way, in a different way, mm -hmm. and uh, and that's that's the that's true for everybody. Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I, this is why this is such an important conversation because, and this is what you know, keeping it real is all about, right? <laughs> it's yes. about acknowledging the difficulties, acknowledging where we are, honoring where everybody is, no matter you know, how wealthy or how poor they may be. <laughs> it's, it's, it's acknowledging and welcoming everybody. And which again is why I love this platform because you have access to everything. Mm -hmm. Totally. And Claire is saying, I remember thinking that the synchronicity or the similar similarity between myself and others uh, other spiritual people somehow made what I was feeling invalid. Now I know that we are one and the synchronicity is confirmation of our connection to spirit. Yes. Yes. And that's the truth. You know, look at likewise, when I, when I, I was fortunate to go to India and to be on staff in an ashram, you know, I went there with the kind of idea that I would be with these highly evolved, you know, spiritual beings. And I saw the same kind of, um, I don't know what you call it, issues or whatever you want to call it, and sometimes control and whatever, disbelief, questioning. I saw that in the same way that you see it in everyday life. It mm -hmm. wasn't any different. So it's really about bringing that authenticity and integrity and owning what you're feeling and perceiving and listening to that and placing value where you are in your life and whatever's happening. Mm -hmm. And knowing that you're being guided from within. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of <the> bottom line. <laughs> yes. Well, that's good. That's good parting words for yeah. sure. Cauldron's, uh, she's sorting herself out over here. She likes to make noise and do crazy things while we're talking. <laughs> So sorry about that. Um, but uh, yeah, this is good conversation. Let's keep it going, everybody. I, I think we'll keep it going for sure in Ajatakasha, but I'll also try to post some things and try to get the link up to the Darshan video for those of you who want to know more about that and how to bring these great teachers into your home because I think it's really powerful. I'm actually getting ready to do that myself. Everybody was sharing their altars and I thought, gosh, like there's some teachers I really don't have like, you know, out and, and around. So I'm gonna do some of that here this weekend, I think, and shift some energy. So I'm excited. And maybe there's an Aboriginal photo I'm gonna put up too. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you so much, Julie. So much love to you.
Thank you too. This has been a joy and it feels really good to have these kinds of conversations. It's important. It totally is. And you guys just thank you so much for everybody who's watching and participating. Your comments and your questions are so great today and always. And um, we'll be back. We're going to bring your teens in at five o'clock. We're going to talk to Noble One and, and talk to teens and their experiences this afternoon. So that'll be fun. Um, and thank you again for watching. And thank you so much, Julie. Oh, and Julie is her episode of Awaken Grace is airing at 11 a.m. on Friday, March 26th. You'll be able to see her story of awakening then as well. So thank you guys so much. Wow.